Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organizers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organized. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organized. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 80 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising your memorabilia. I was listening to another podcast the other day and they got up to their 80th episode and they were like, oh, we're awesome. Yeah, 80 is significant. I know. We're only like 20 off 100. Far out. That's crazy. Who would have thought, Kirst, 12 months ago? It is 12 months ago in real life, but by the time this airs, it's like 18 months. 18 months ago that... We would get to 80 episodes, that we would have a community of followers that, like, care about what we say. (laughs) And that support us in so many ways by doing iTunes reviews for us, by supporting us on Patreon, tagging their friends in posts, sharing episodes, sharing us far and wide, listening to us on the flight flights yes my husband's boss came back from the states the other day and had taken a photo we didn't even know that our podcast was on virgin international flights and it totally is and what i forgot to tell you kirst is on domestic flights there's 10 episodes so all australian podcasts that are on virgin are limited to 10 episodes but on the international one i think we had 18 episodes up or something how cool is that this is really cool so if you are on a plane right now Give us a wave and um, enjoy the food service. <laughs> so it's been an awesome 80 episodes Thanks, thus far. Kirst. Let's hope that this one's just as good and you're inspired and encouraged by this one, Amy, along with our listeners. <laughs> Today's episode was actually requested by our awesome sound engineer, Jared, from 440 Studios in Eltham. 
And Jared was like, what do we do with ticket stubs and concert programs and like memorabilia that can sometimes become clutter because we just keep them forever? Often things from people's travels. Yes. And we wanted to be more about uh, paper memorabilia because we've done sentimental items, but we touched on craft, arts and craft by our kids and um, like decorative items and sentimental items. And this one we wanted to talk about paperwork memorabilia that is not just paperwork. Mm. And we talked a little bit about this in another episode. Um, we talked about cards that you're given. and But this one we really wanted to focus on like newspaper clippings and mm-hmm. magazines, ticket stubs, autograph books. Remember those? <laughs> <laughs> orders of services from weddings and funerals and christenings yep. and play booklets, brochures from tourist sites, school awards, sports awards, restaurant brochures, anything that reminds you of an event or a person, a holiday. Like, you know how it was really the thing to do that when you go traveling, Mm. it it is still, and you collect all the things from your travels. Uh, Yeah, the ticket stubs for the train, the coaster from the pub. Yeah. And you'd come home with all this paper memorabilia. Yeah that you would leave in a box for the next 20 years until a professional organiser comes and goes, do you remember that trip? Do you need the coaster from your drink at the pub? Do you have a photo of it instead? Like, yeah. Do you have a photo that of is that more memorable <laughs> than the pub coaster? Yeah. And I think what a lot of the time happens is when we're with someone in their home and you would do this when you're on your own, is you pull something out and you have to rack your brain while you have it. Mm. And then once you've racked your brain, you're like, oh, no, I can't get rid of that. But you just had to spend 45 seconds working out what it was, and now you're telling me it's so important you cannot possibly get rid of it? Even though you couldn't remember it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So our advice (laughs) is that if you can't quickly, like in two seconds, not 45 seconds, but in two seconds remember what it was, for that why you were keeping it it's probably okay to let it go yeah and i've been on trips where we collected postcards like we're talking in the 90s you'd collect a postcard from every city you went to Mm. but no one's ever going to look back on postcards and if you do then yeah go for it keep that that's fine keep it yeah i know when i went to which trip did i go to and i had done a big photo collage like a big photo frame of my holiday. And do you that was still awesome. have that? No, I don't think I do. Okay. No, I don't. If I do, I don't know where it is. Because that's a cool idea. And then you can always take a photo of that. Yes. And then you've got the memory in one image rather than a hundred or yeah. a big frame full of them that are going old. Yeah. I really like this definition of memorabilia is an object. Oh no, it was a, it was a definition of clutter. Sorry. I'm losing my mind. Um, An object becomes clutter when it's obsolete, it weighs you down, it distracts you or depletes your energy. Wow, that's a really good description of clutter. Yeah. So how do you deal with this stuff? Like, And I think memorabilia probably fits into the obsolete category. Or weighs you down. You could have a lot of it, I guess. Yeah. Or Or the memories could weigh weigh you down. Like... I wish we could go on holidays again. <laughs> yeah, or I keep looking at my nan's funeral order of service. 
Yeah. And that keeps making you sad. Yeah, rather than looking at something that brought you life mm-hmm. that reminds you of that you can still be sad that you miss your nan, but you remember the joy of making cakes with her. Yeah. For instance. So if you can't remember what it is or why it was important to you in the past, it's pretty reasonable to let it go now. Hey. I like that idea. What about if it, as we were just saying, if it brings you back some bad memories or you feel like it's weighing you down? Either take that as a sign that it's time to deal with whatever's going on Hmm. or you can just get rid of it because whatever's going on is not making you in a place where you want to be. So I think it's totally fine to be getting rid of things, even if other people think they're important. Maybe all your siblings kept an order of service from a wedding you went to. You don't have to. I used to keep orders of service. I don't know why. Now I don't even have one of my own. <laughs> I used, I found it really helpful to keep order of services before I got married because then I could plan I planned my order of service really easily because <laughs> I remembered what I liked about other people's and we actually based our vows really closely off friends of ours. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Um, do people even do orders of service at weddings anymore? I don't know. I haven't been to a wedding for I a while. Had an order of service at a wedding and I can't even tell you how long. Yeah. I think that was a thing from the early 2000s, maybe. Yeah. But if you do have things like that, and I find regularly people keep funeral um, order of services, but why? It's not going to be the only photo you have of that person, presumably. And do you really want to know the liturgy that was gone through? Or can you remember them in other ways and let go of the funeral order of service and not feel like every time you come back to it, that decision of should I throw it out? Should I keep it? What should I do with this? What's kind of the... What's the what do people do? That's what people want to know. What does everyone else do with this stuff? Lots of people keep it. Yeah, but we're telling you you don't have to. And lots of people let it go. Yeah. <laughs> lots of people let it go. What about if you have kept something from like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago mm-hmm. and it is paper and it has deteriorated or it's accidentally got wet, it wasn't stored well, so it got wet and it's gone all slimy and moldy and yucky. Sorry guys. It's time to let that stuff go for your own health. You can't keep things that have gone off because mold pores, mold pores, spores, spores even. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We just tell you to get rid of them. Like it's sad, but it also helps you to know that if you've got really important things, store them well, like keep them and give them the respect they honor and get rid of the other stuff. Yeah. How about if you no longer love it? What would you tell people, Kirst? I'd say get your Elsa on and let it go. Just because you love, like you can appreciate the time. For instance, that coaster that you loved, that you thought was really special. Maybe it was like you met the guy of your dreams at that pub and that coaster reminds you of it. But then that guy of your dreams is no longer the guy of your dreams. (laughs) And... Or you have an aversion to that alcohol drink that <laughs> is stamped on the coaster, whatever it may be. If it, if you no longer love it, if you, if it doesn't bring purpose to your life, it doesn't serve you. Um, it doesn't serve to bring you good memories. Or if it just, you just don't need that coaster to remind you mm. of that wonderful holiday that you had backpacking around Europe when you were twenty-one. Let it go. What I find with people that have things like ticket stubs is they've started collecting them, say, from their first concert. And they think, well, I'm going to keep the ticket stub for my first concert. And then they keep the next couple. And then before they know it, they've kept every single ticket stub. 
And it's actually really hard to break it because you feel like, but why would I break it now? Because am I going to regret it? Could I have the most amazing musical, you know, collection of all these ticket stubs? At what point do you stop? And I think that's really hard. And I think a lot of people have that with ticket stubs. I find them all the time. That and um, musical programs, like when they've gone to the theatre. Yes. Those two things, it's like, it's, it's like they think that's the evidence that I went and it's not. No, the evidence. Experience. Yeah, you had a wonderful experience or a horrible experience. Like, I didn't have a horrible ex- Let me tell you, I went to see Pearl Jam. I love, love, love Pearl Jam, and I particularly loved them in the 90s. Me too. Which I concert did you go to? Oh, Was I it Vitalogy? Uh, That's the one I went to. Well, it may have been oh, Vitalogy, yes. yeah. But I went with a friend of ours, Rowan Edmeath. <laughs> And it was an okay concert. Yep. But it sounded like I was listening to a CD. It wasn't, you know, what I love about concerts is that they play things differently. They do things a bit, they they might do an acoustic set. They might just play the song a bit different to what you can hear it mm. on the CD. It was like putting in the CD. Oh, no. And as much as it was great seeing Eddie Vedder a couple of hundred (laughs) meters away from me. It was a very disappointing concert. Yeah. Whereas I had been to other concerts and I have been to other concerts where it was very different. Yeah. Like a really amazing experience. Now, I'm glad I paid $200 to go see Bill Jam and have said that I've seen Eddie Vedder live and it was amazing. But I was, but that's my memory. That's the experience mm. that I have. Having a ticket stub doesn't remind me of being disappointed that I could have just stayed at home and listened to the mm. CD. <laughs> And I have the T-shirt from that tour, like the black I had, I should say, the T-shirt from that tour, the long black sleeve that had like Vitalogy written across it with a star, I think it was like in a silver, having flashbacks. But that T-shirt is no more valid than a ticket stub to say I went there. So I would just encourage people to remember the experiences they had and hold on to the experience. Having a ticket stub, even if you, you know, were to have dementia or Alzheimer's in your later years, a ticket stub isn't necessarily going to jog that memory. No. So just be mindful and thoughtful about how much keeping ticket stubs is actually how much mental space it's taking up, how much physical Mm -hmm. space it's taking up, how much emotional space it's taking up in your life. Yeah, and it's time. Every time you go to a concert, instead of automatically throwing the ticket in the bin when you leave or throwing the program in the bin, you're like, I've got to remember to take that home. I've got to remember to find the other tickets. I've got to remember to put it in. I've got to remember next time I go to a concert to do exactly the same. All of that instead of, yeah, just chuck it in the bin. And most likely, you've probably taken your phone these days and taken video or photos <laughs> of the concert. Yeah. When I went to see, who did I go see a couple of years ago? Robbie Williams. Oh, no. I have seen Robbie Williams. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it telling? was Coldplay. <laughs> I went and saw Coldplay. And I, but I, had, I stood there with my camera, my phone, and took video of it. Like, yeah. it was amazing. And I put it on Facebook. I live-streamed it on Facebook. So... It will come up in a few years of my memory. Yeah, memory. <laughs> like, it will remind me that I went to Coldplay. Yeah. You don't need the ticket. No, I don't need the ticket. More from us in just a few minutes. 
Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but the products that you use could completely evolve over time. Yes. And so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? And and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. What about if people are um, in the arts themselves and they're in the programs? Mm. So what I find difficult is I've got um, one client who's an actor and so there's lots of DVDs, VHS, programs that she's in. Like how do you kind of do that for people? Like what do you do, Kirst? Because you've been in TV and print. What do you do with the articles that showcase you? That's really challenging. And it's a great question. <laughs> um, for instance, I bought a magazine the other day that I had a tiny, tiny, tiny little, tiny blurb in about me. And I was so excited. I went out and spent $10 of my hard-earned money on buying this magazine. I'm not going to keep the magazine. Okay. I might keep that one piece of paper that I, yeah. that I star on. Starred. Star, clearly. No, legit. Like, you were published. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it is exciting. Um, so I might rip out the piece of paper or I might just keep the photo that I took of me holding the magazine <laughs> or and took a photo of the two pages. Yeah. I've got evidence. And I was speaking to my um, PR friend and she was saying that she... Um, as a PR agency, she can actually get digital copies of it. So that's another way. Yeah. Uh, and another way is like getting, taking a photo and keeping that photo. Yeah. That's what I tend to do now. 
Um, I've got some articles that I've kept, but it kind of gets to the point where you might have one article that gets published in three different places. And you're like, well, at what point do you stop? At what point do you not start scrapbooking yourself? Yeah. Which is where I didn't want to go. <laughs> Yeah. So I just take a photo, um, or if I get it from a digital copy from whoever the publisher is, I just save that in a file. Yeah, and it depends on it depends on your purpose for keeping it too. Yeah, like some of for us is credibility, like being able to say, "Hey, we were published in here. We do know what we're talking about. Hmm. We've been in the industry a while. We're respected." Um, and not just that we say that about ourselves. There's actually other people that like us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and because if it is becoming part of your portfolio, then you may, depending on the situation, you may need the physical mm-hmm. to show or to have in your folio of yeah. this is who I am. But um, possibly unlikely if you could have a digital copy and you could just print the digital copy if you needed it. Yeah. And I think it also ties into... Um, it, it can sometimes tie into our self-worth. Mm-hmm. Like we have to have these physical items to prove to ourselves that we are a fantastic actress yeah. or we can be a prefer. you know, we are an expert in professional organizing or you are, you know, whatever your career is mm-hmm. that you're amassing all of this thing and taking a step back from that and going, where does my self-worth lie? Does it actually lie in these physical, do I need this to prove that I'm an expert in my field or slightly good in my field? (laughs) Like, (laughs) do I need that? Or do, um, does my self-worth come from somewhere else? I like that. We want you to think about the space that you want to dedicate to memorabilia. Is it going to be just one box per person? Is it going to be a drawer like Cal has in his bedside bedside tables or um, Amy has in her bedside tables or is it going to be a box is it going to be a whole room is it going to be Mm. several boxes per person what's the limit that you're going to place on Mm. things and where are you going to store it all and are you actually going to get to declutter it when it's full so if you do put a limit on it What's that limit look like? What do you do when you reach that limit? Yes. <laughs> and I think some of it's playing the long game. Like if you are a star tennis player, you are probably going to end up with a lot of trophies. Or if you are um, someone who donates a lot of your time to charities, you're going to end up with a lot of thank you certificates. Or if you're someone who's in the media a lot, you're going to end up with lots of cuttings. So the long game is going, well, I will do now with this thing what I want to do when I have 50 of them. Do I want a whole room of trophies? Do I want a whole wall of certificates? Like, what's the plan? Can you set a plan to say, I'm going to set up now what I want to have then? And how does it look like? I have a client whose son wants to be a a film director. And so he's keeping all this memorabilia of himself (laughs) for when the TV crew comes around and interviews him when he's famous. And I was like, well, I'd love to chat to him about other ways that he can have that self-worth without having keeping every um, screenplay he's ever written. At the ripe young age of whatever. Yeah, 12. (laughs) (laughs) But he's been doing it for years because this is his his end game. Yeah. This is his end game. Yeah. So he's thinking about – he is doing what you suggested. He's thinking about his end game. But he's coming at it from, uh, well, 
I want people to see that I've always loved this and here's all my screenplays from when I was 10 and 8 instead of going, what's another way we can keep that or Mm -hmm. can we curate that now so it's only the best plays that we have now. Yeah, or we keep it digitally. Yes, exactly. You know, like maybe every year for his birthday he wants a Google Drive subscription. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they can just put it all on there for him. That's an excellent idea. I will let that young man know. <laughs> but it is going well. When is, like looking, as you said, looking at the end game and yeah, going, well. When's enough enough? Yeah. And how do I declutter it along the way? Yeah. And I think for me and possibly other listeners of ours who are similar personality, once you start doing something, it's hard to stop. And I don't know if it's an addictive personality thing, but it's like, I've collected this. I don't want to stop because I've wasted all that time. Mm. Um, And I think when it comes to things like certificates, like I was brought up that you kept your certificates in a folder and then, you know, if you needed them for a resume, I don't know where you need a swimming certificate for your resume or you're not going to go to a pool party without presenting your grade (laughs) one dolphin award or whatever. But I was taught that you keep them. Yeah. And it took me quite a long time after I moved out of home to ditch the whole lot and go, I don't need my prep reading certificates. I don't need my times table certificate. I don't need my pen license anymore. Mm. And I think when you've collected it for so long, it's easier sometimes just to put it in than to make a decision and go, actually, that's not what I want for my future. My future self is going to thank me for not being a person who collects certificates. My MS readathon certificate, I don't need that going forward. My library account is not dependent on whether I had sponsors or not. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And it it is going, well, I have spent all those years collecting this particular thing. You know, I have... Mm spent years going to concerts and keeping all the tickets but you know what I've listened to the podcast I tend to agree with the girls and now I'm going to let go of it I still feel guilty about letting go of it Mm. and I'm going to thank myself for having the diligence to keep them in my past and now I'm going to thank my my future self is going to thank me because I actually don't want that burden anymore I really like or that. I do. And if that's what you want to do, do that. So let's talk about that then. Let's talk about some ways that you can store your memorabilia and give it honour without it just being in a box under your bed. One thing I love using is um, box frames. So they're really good for things like um, concert ticket stubs where you can just pop it in almost like a money box for your stub. Mm. You just drop it in the top and it builds up over time. And you can do that if you're collecting train tickets from trips to Tokyo or music concerts that you've been to. Like You can use those um, to slot things in and keep them without them being cumbersome. They then become decoration and part of your history. Yeah, artwork. Yeah, artwork. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. So, yeah, I love displaying it. You can um, have boxes. We've spoken about Mm -hmm. boxes before. Have a special box that contains it. Yeah, that does contain it. And that's when, if it gets full, you then reassess things. Because that's the thing about um, something that was important to you, like we talked about. You know, my travels when I was 20 Mm. was really important to me in in my 20s. And now it's just wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't forget that you did it because you haven't kept the maps from every city that you went to. 
no, I still have great memories of that time. And a map is not going to necessarily jog my memory in the future mm. if I do have Alzheimer's or dementia. But it is going, making that plan to go through it again. Even if it has been 20 years, go through it. Something that was important to you may not be important to you mm. now. And, and the same, if something's important to you today, like your grandmother passed away six weeks ago, that's still probably going to be precious to you. It may not be quite as precious to you in four years' time when you've grieved for her a little longer and you can think, do I actually need to mm. keep the order of service to honour my grandmother? I like that. And the beauty of having our phones attached to us as a third limb nowadays <laughs> is you can just take a photo of something rather mm. than keep the actual item. And digital photos don't take up any physical space, though they do take up digital clutter. Yes. So we don't want you to take photos of everything and just put it in one file. But if you do want to take photos of you holding a ticket stub at every concert, take it, file it, and look at it. Enjoy it. Remember. Yeah. I do like that. So – and. You might be a photo album keeper, a scrapbooker. So do that. Make, instead of keeping everything in a, I'm going to get to that project one day, <laughs> sit down, make the time to actually put that holiday stuff in a scrapbook mm. now. And don't, because you're going to, the longer you leave it, the less you're going to remember <laughs> the order of the holiday or you know, you go, I mean, realistically, you're going to have to go back through your photos to figure out where you were on each day anyway. So just use the photos. <laughs> just do it that way. Just do it that way. <laughs> what about the people that inherit memorabilia? For instance, I've had a client who's just recently inherited her mum stamp collection. Mm. She's got no interest in stamps, like none. And she's got plenty of things that connect her to her mum. So do we just chuck them or... Uh, are there great places that we can donate those? That's what I love about memorabilia, especially if it's unique, like mm -hmm. a stamp collection. Uh, like, uh, what else can I think of? I'm struggling. Golden books. Is that a good thing? I'm not sure where you're going with your sentence. Yeah, no. Okay, so let me say my <laughs> sentence. There are specialty shops, specialty yes, right. coins, are and coins stamps. stamps. There's um, men's sheds and women's sheds. There's um, uh, museums. There's art societies. There's historical societies. Yeah, great. You can think about where else do people go to get this information. Yeah, I like that. And think about whether or not you can look at finding a place to donate mm. those items to or contact a local professional organiser if see if they know. Contact us. We might be able to find out some details for you. Yeah. Um, go to an old people's home. <laughs> you know, they might enjoy looking through some stuff. It just depends. I suppose it just really depends on the memorabilia. Yeah, so just Google it. If that's important to you, yeah. to keep it. If it's not important to you, donate it. The recycle bin is your friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For paperwork <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so I think what we want to help you um, to get your head around with memorabilia is so much of it's about the mindset. What do I want to be in the future? How do I recognize who I've been in the past? How do I be present where I am and remember the things that are important to me? Yeah. And remember that we're taking photos of all of our events now. Like, honestly, 
when was the last time you left your phone at home? <laughs> when was the last time you didn't capture a significant moment or somebody around you didn't capture it, even if you didn't? So I think that a lot going forward, our phones have captured <laughs> and a lot of our memories and we probably find that we'll keep less and less. But when you look, go back into your memorabilia and you haven't captured those those memories like I didn't take a phone to Pearl Jam because it was 1997 yeah. you could have taken a phone but it wouldn't have been plugged in anywhere I had a lot of cords <laughs> or it yeah it's the size of a and suitcase. my camera I'd have to wait a couple of weeks for the processing to be done and it would have been a blurry any better yeah, I'm pretty sure I took photos when I went to Pearl Jam and I've thrown them out since because I'm like I can't even see who's in the photos yeah is that Eddie or is it someone else yeah <laughs> so and also just remember that your value comes from within. Mm-hmm. It does not come from what you've accomplished, what you're going to accomplish, the things that show that you have accomplished things. You are a unique, valuable person who's been made in a wonderful and amazing way. And we encourage you to find your self-worth outside of your stuff. So we want to invite you this week as well that if this is an area that gets you a bit stuck, get in contact with us. We would love to help you process this. We're not going to come in and make you chuck everything, but we will help you process the mindset, the thinking, the emotions, and then the stuff and help you come up with awesome ways to um, organize it as well. So you can get into contact with either of us. Yes, because we do. This is episode is not about making you chuck everything. If you love your things and want to give honor to them and we would love to help you find a way to give honor to them to display it to house it in a way that's not going to get ruined by rain and that's it awesome that's it (laughs) have a great week we'll leave it at that (laughs) and we'll see you next week okay bye everyone thanks for joining us If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as feelslikehomepo. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.